Welcome to Tell Me About Your Pain. I'm Alan Gordon. And I'm Alon Ziv. Today, we're going to be talking about somatic tracking, the single most effective technique we found to eliminate pain. Before we dive in, I wanted to tell you guys about a free event that our partners at Curable are doing on June 22nd. It's called Change Your Mind About Pain with Curable Groups. Curable Groups is a 12-week intensive healing boot camp. Yeah, there are weekly video workshops with a supportive group of peers and guidance from some of the top chronic pain physicians like our friend Howard Schubiner. Like the third episode in a row that we mentioned Howard. Maybe we should change the name of the podcast to Tell Me About Your Schubiner. (laughs) Guys, this is the only opportunity to learn about Curable Groups and sign up for one until the fall. Yeah, the groups are really great. Curable is also giving away free printable workbooks to everyone who attends. So even if you decide not to sign up for a group, it'll still be worth your time. Again, that's happening on June 22nd. You can learn more and RSVP at curablegroups.com. So over the last few episodes, we introduced the concept of neuroplastic pain. That's when your brain misinterprets safe signals from your body as if they're dangerous and generates pain. Neuroplastic pain is real pain, but it's a false alarm. Your brain generates pain even though there's nothing wrong with your body. We just need to change that interpretation. So when I was growing up, we had this fence in our backyard, and on the other side of the fence, it was just like wilderness for miles. I remember climbing that fence. Yeah, my dad did not like that. (laughs) Sometimes we would see deer or coyotes, and every few years, a rattlesnake would show up in our backyard. And obviously, we wouldn't go near it. We'd call animal control. And it makes sense to want to avoid it. Rattlesnakes are dangerous. But every now and then, being the hypervigilant kid that I was, I'd look out in our backyard and I'd think I'd see a rattlesnake, but it was actually just a garden hose. In this situation, you don't need to avoid it. You don't need to get rid of it. You just need to wrap your mind around the fact that this thing you're interpreting as dangerous is actually safe. That's exactly what somatic tracking does. It's a technique designed to retrain your brain to interpret the signals from your body properly and turn off the pain. We're going to talk more about what somatic tracking is and how it works, but we want to show you an example of what it sounds like. So here's a clip of Alan doing a somatic tracking exercise with a back pain sufferer named Steven. The clip is from a training event from a few years ago, so there's some clapping and things like that. Yeah, I don't usually do therapy in front of an audience. Yeah. Now, Stephen has pain whenever he sits, and the longer he sits, the more it hurts. I want you to check in and see if you could bring your attention to the physical sensation in your back. And the first thing that I I want is like, I just want to learn about it. So is it the right side? Is it the left side? Is it the middle? Middle. All right, it's in the middle. And is it upper? Is it lower? Is it like right in the middle of your spine? It's like the middle and radiating in both directions. It's radiating in both directions, okay. Would you say that this sensation is widespread or is it localized? Widespread. Okay. And how would you describe the sensation? Remember, this is a safe sensation. This is the sensation that we all have in our backs right now. There are normal messages that are getting sent. Your brain has just learned that sensation is dangerous, so it's amplifying it. So what I want you to do is see if you can just actually describe the characteristic of this localized, unpleasant sensation. Is it tight? Is it burning? 
Is it tingling? How would you describe it? It's just tight, aching, like. Be precise. I, I really want you to, you know, it's almost like if you were to see a painting and describe it, you know, like really in detail, like, ah, oh, it's difficult for you, isn't it? Mm -hmm. To even pay attention to it or no? No, it's very easy to pay attention okay. to. Just thinking of the correct adjectives. Okay. Uncomfortable. Is it sharp? Mm, not sharp right now. Okay. Is it dull? Yeah, it's just like dull and always present and aching. Okay, so it's like a dull ache that's like right in the middle of your back. Yes. And I want you to like breathe into it. And what I want you to see if you can do is I want you to see if you can just like watch the sensation, this unpleasant, widespread, it's kind of like localized, but it's kind of like shooting out from all sides or radiating. And it's this like dull, achy sensation. And I want you to see if you can actually just watch the sensation, just breathe into it. You don't need to run away from it. You don't need to do anything to it. You don't need to get rid of it. You don't need to change it in any way. You're just attending to it. I want you to see if you could actually just watch the sensation, really almost like from a detached place of curiosity and interest, like a passenger in the car, knowing that whatever this sensation does, it's okay. We're just gathering information. Breathe into it. Give it a little space. Give it a little air. Give it a little oxygen. Good. And what do you notice happening as you pay attention to this interesting, unpleasant, achy sensation that's right there in the middle of your back and kind of like radiating like the sun. When I do other parts of my body like jolt or like, like almost twitch. Almost. Great. And where do you feel that right now? Do you feel that right now anywhere? I think I just felt it in my knee, in my cool. elbow. Is it still there? Or? No, it's just... Okay, great. So keep paying attention and all you're doing is watching. Right, it's kind of amazing that like your, your brain is actually able to generate these physical sensations in your back. And you've seen a ton of doctors, you've gotten a lot of MRIs, everyone's told you that there's nothing physically wrong with your back. You know, your brain is like the conductor and these sensations are like a symphony of your body. And I want you to see if you can just kind of pay attention and just like, you know, a regular symphony. It's like, you know, the the violins could pick up and the tempo increases and then like the tubas come along. I've never been to a symphony. <laughs> I've said too much. So I want you to just see if you can kind of pay attention to the sensation and just watch it, marvel at it, notice it. It's just kind of like this, this symphony that your body is putting on for you. And what do you notice as you pay attention? It moves cool. to, to my upper back. Great. So I want you to just see if you can follow it. Remember, you're just a passenger in the car. It doesn't matter what happens. You know, if the pain intensifies, that's okay. If the pain subsides, that's fine also. If the pain moves around, you just want to follow it, right? You're just along for the ride. So just kind of follow the sensation and you're doing great. Just kind of breathe into it. You know, it's almost kind of like on the 4th of July or something like that. And you're like sitting there watching fireworks. And yeah, it's this like loud display, but you're just kind of watching it and it's interesting. Now, if you're a dog and you see fireworks on the 4th of July, you think it's the apocalypse. You're freaking out, right? We want you to watch the sensations in your body like a person watching fireworks, not like a dog watching fireworks. 
These are safe sensations. Not even my analogies have analogies. Just watch these sensations and they're safe. You're just kind of noticing what's going on and you're getting practice, paying attention mindfully. What you're doing right now in this very moment is you're familiarizing yourself. You're literally developing the neural pathways to pay attention to the sensation in your back without fear, without judgment, without any desired outcome. You're just gathering information. And what do you notice as you pay attention? For the most part, it's gone. It's just what? like in my neck now. All right. So just keep following it. What you're doing is you're just teaching your brain that this sensation is safe. Literally sitting here right now in this moment, just by paying attention without any fear, without any objective, without any ulterior motive, you're teaching your brain that these sensations are safe. So keep going. And it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter if there are twitches or jolts in your body. It doesn't matter if the pain intensifies or if it disappears. It doesn't matter if it expands or if it contracts. It doesn't matter if it changes in consistency because we know that it's safe. Be brave. Just keep paying attention and follow it wherever it goes. Remember, pain is just your brain's opinion of what's going on in your body. And you have a very opinionated brain. That's it. So as you pay attention, if your mind starts wandering, let it wander. You don't need to stop it. You don't need to bring it back. Just let it wander and just keep a fraction of your attention on this really interesting sensation. And what do you notice? Is it still in your back? Is it moving around again? It's mostly gone from it's, both. Yeah? All right, I want you to take a couple more breaths. One more. Breathe into it. And when you're ready, just let your eyes open. And how do you feel? Much better. <laughs> yeah? Has that happened before? Where, you, where the longer you sit, the pain actually decreases? No, this is not what usually happens. Oh. Well, how are you feeling right now just having experienced that? Good. Very optimistic for all the sitting I have to do in the future. Yeah. First of all, give him a round of applause, please. That is literally like... No, this, um, is, this is extremely encouraging. I mean, yeah. It's, it's a whole shift perspective from seeing all these doctors to understanding I have control over this by my thought patterns. Wow, that was amazing. So uh, Stephen, who has back pain, always has back pain when he sits. It always gets worse the longer he sits. Somehow in front of an audience. A cheering audience. A cheer, in front of a <laughs> cheering crowd, uh, somehow Stephen was able to sit and actually make his pain go down instead of going up. Right. Which is amazing by, by using somatic tracking. So, so walk us through that. Like what, what exactly were you guys doing? Well, you know, first of all, he didn't make his pain go down. Every time in the past, Stephen has paid attention to his pain. He's done it with a sense of fear, frustration, despair, you know, trying to get rid of it, trying to make it go away, trying to avoid it. And that all just reinforces to the brain that it's actually dangerous and it keeps it alive. So what he did here today for the first time, he paid attention to his pain, 
while simultaneously being in a positive emotional state. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, it seemed like you guys were having fun. I was having fun. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he was too. And you could you could hear it in his voice, you know, when as you guys were talking back and forth and as he was describing his pain, it wasn't coming from a place of fear. You know, he didn't sound tensed up. Right. He didn't sound scared. You know, it's, it was it was kind of matter of fact, like, oh, it's like it's it's this kind of sensation and now it's moving and now it's different. You know, it, he wasn't scared. And, you know, we were talking about just kind of like, objectively watching this sensation from a place of detached curiosity. But it's really hard to do that if you think that the pain is indicative of some sort of structural problem. In fact, in the clip earlier before we started uh, recording, Stephen said that whenever he felt the pain, he was like, oh, I was imagining my spine getting grinded and Right. And this is exactly what we talked about in our last episode. You know, these, these kind of narratives that pain sufferers tell themselves and how those feed into the fear. And then the fear is what keeps the pain alive. And so it's really important to, you know, accept and believe that there's nothing wrong with your body. And that's how you, you can kind of break that cycle of fear. And so when you're able to pay attention to the sensation, knowing that it isn't indicative of any kind of structural damage, it frees you up to pay attention to it through this like authentic lens of curiosity and interest. Like, oh, what's it going to do next? What's this doing now? Like, that's, that's crazy what it's doing and almost marvel at it. So, you know, he was paying attention to the sensation through this lens of curiosity. We were constantly reinforcing that it's actually a safe sensation. We were having fun. We were making jokes. And all of a sudden, he was interpreting the sensation through a different lens, through a lens of safety. Yeah. And it's like for the first time, he he looked at the rattlesnake and his brain realized, oh, wait, it's actually a garden hose. Good. Refer back. <laughs> Thank you. So on the topic of somatic tracking, I thought that this would be a good time to mention that Alan and I are writing a book together on how to overcome chronic pain. It's called The Way Out, A Revolutionary, Scientifically Proven Approach to Healing Chronic Pain. The book is going to go into a ton of detail about somatic tracking, how to do it, when to do it, all the different barriers that could come up. And the book's not coming out until 2021, but we wanted to give you a heads up that we're working hard on it. Very hard. Very hard. And we'll definitely let you know more as it gets closer. And one of the things that we talk about in the book is the energy behind somatic tracking, which brings us to our next caller. You guys might remember Amber from episode two. Amber suffers from fibromyalgia and she has a lot of pain, but even more than that, she has a huge amount of fear around her pain. Right. I mean, she had so much fear that the pain was never going to go away, that she was going to lose her job, that she was going to get shunned by society. Yeah, it was really heartbreaking. And because she has so much fear, it was really hard for her to approach somatic tracking with that you know, casual, positive vibe that we saw with Steven. And so in this clip, Alan helps Amber discover that energy. And how would you describe the quality of the sensation? Is it a tightness? Is it a tingling? Is it a burny kind of feeling? Kind of dull and sore. Um, It's just kind of there. It's tight. Yeah. I would say it's a tightness. It's kind of like my muscles are all clenched up. Now, I want you to continue paying attention. And there's two different ways to pay attention. You know, oftentimes we pay attention with the sense of like 
intensity and scrutiny. If you're like the kind of attention that you pay, if you're like studying for a final exam or if you're in the jungle and you see like a potential predator and you like lock on to it, right? There's this real intensity there, Mm -hmm. but there's like an easier, more effortless way to pay attention. Also, like if you're lying in the grass Mm -hmm. and you're watching the clouds pass by overhead or Mm -hmm. I think for me, my favorite thing is like watching two Olympic level ping pong players going back and forth, standing six Mm -hmm. feet behind the table. It's this kind of rhythmic thing. And it's a way of just kind of like paying attention in like an easier, more effortless way. Like you have a pet rabbit, right? Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. like the way that your rabbit is going to pay attention if you like put like a new food out and it's going to like walk around, it's going to like sniff it from both sides, explore it, just like what's going on over here? What's going on over there? That's what we want. Mm Mm-hmm. Or if a new person comes into the room, she does that too. Like, oh, who are you? Exactly. So I want you to just continue paying attention to the different physical sensations that pop up in your body, but not like a a scientist that's like analyzing a problem. I want you just to kind of pay attention with that effortlessness and ease that your pet rabbit is going to pay attention when like a new person comes into the room. Just kind of like, what's Mm -hmm. that? Walking around, sniffing, exploring. This is interesting. Huh. Wonder what's going to happen now. That's a really good analogy for me because I see it every day. Yeah. (laughs) Just kind of lean into the sensations and enjoy the show. There's nothing wrong with your body and all these sensations are safe. Your neck is safe. Your head is safe. And just enjoy attending to these sensations with this sense of kind of like liberation and curiosity, knowing that they're totally fine. It's just a misinterpretation knowing that whatever happens is okay. If they intensify, that's fine. If they subside, that's okay. If it moves around, just follow it. Knowing that doing this is the most effective way of communicating messages of safety to your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how are you feeling right now? What's going on in your body? What are you experiencing? I still have a little bit of pain on the top of my head. Okay. Um, my neck feels slightly better. Okay. But I think like I just got really excited while you were talking because I think you really helped me to get it that it really is going to be okay. <laughs> um, yeah. And I was able to feel that emotionally as well. That, oh, like, this is a new, a new way of looking at the world. I like how you used her pet rabbit to help her kind of tap into this different emotional state. I mean, you know, even as I was listening, I was kind of imagining like her cute little bunny, like peeking around right. and being all curious. You and, guys can't see this right now, but Alon is actually pantomiming a little bunny with its paws. That is true. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, but it, it seemed like it worked for her and it worked for me, too. You know, just imagining that, you know, you use this phrase effortlessness and ease, which I which I like. And I think, you know, imagining that that rabbit for her and even for me kind of helped tap into that feeling of effortlessness and ease. And that's one of the things is like, if you're able to do somatic tracking and you're able to pay attention with that kind of energy, it will neutralize the fear and it'll help you pay attention to the sensation through a lens of safety. But it's really hard to do because the pain hurts. So it's hard not to be in a state of high alert while you're, you're, getting exposure to that sensation. 
Yeah, and I think that's especially true for people with chronic pain. You know, there, there's so much emotion around the pain, so much fear around there's the pain. There's such a history. Absolutely. So it's really hard to get past that. So, yeah. you know, and, and we want you guys to understand that and, and have patience with yourselves. It, it kind of reminds me of uh, how I learned to snowboard. Uh, the first time I ever went snowboarding, I was in college. And so I, you know, I went to one of our local mountains and I signed up for a beginner's class and had this instructor who was like 15 years old and he's exactly what you're imagining. You know, he just called me bro all the time. And, but he taught me, you know, he's like, Oh, this is how you turn. This is how you do this. And you guys can't see him right now, but Alon is actually pantomiming snowboarding. It's true. We really need more of a video podcast so that our listeners can benefit from my amazing gestures and pantomimes. Anyway, so then, you know, he's, he's, I'm ready. I've learned the basics. So I start going down the bunny slope and, but I'm scared. Right. And apparently when I'm scared, I lean forward. So I lean forward on, on my snowboard and the, the front edge of the board immediately dug into the snow and I fell on my face and my, the helpful instructor was there and he's like, bro, you leaned forward. Don't do that. He's like, just relax, lean back. Right. I'm like, okay, I got it. Get back up to the top. I'm going down the bunny slope again, but now I know, like my bro told me, right. just just relax and lean back. So I, I start going down the bunny slope. I start picking up speed. And what do I do? I lean forward and I fall on my face again. <laughs> so it's- I knew know, it was coming, but it was still so satisfying. I know, but it's just, you know, it's easier said than done. Like I knew what I was supposed to do, but I got scared and I just instinctively, you know, kind of tensed up and leaned forward. And I think it's the same thing with somatic tracking. It's, you know, it's, it's not easy to approach something scary through this lens of safety that we're talking about, but it is possible. It may require some practice, right? Just like with me and snowboarding, you know, I, I kept trying and eventually I was able to relax and lean back, but it, it took a while. And that's one of the things that, you know, I see often people get really wrapped up in the outcome. When the pain goes down, they're in a good mood. When it doesn't, they feel really bad, but that stuff doesn't really matter. I actually had a friend who was a stockbroker and he said, you know, you never really care about what happens to the stocks from one day to the next. You need to look at it over the long term. And it's the same thing with somatic tracking. When you're doing a somatic tracking exercise, it's not like the pain going down is a success and the pain not going down is a failure. It's getting practice, authentically paying attention to the sensation through a lens of safety, knowing that in the long term, the pain will fade. Yeah, because we don't want you guys even thinking about success or failure while you're doing somatic tracking. That's not somatic tracking. That's not somatic tracking. That's just that's just going to put pressure on yourself, right. and then you know you're not going to be able to bring that energy, that that casual positive energy yeah. that we want. Because so, the very the very essence of somatic tracking is being able to pay attention with this sense of effortlessness and ease, and just watching whatever happens is okay. Exactly. All right, we have one more somatic tracking exercise for you guys to listen to. Uh, in our first somatic tracking clip with Stephen, Stephen had pain whenever he would sit. But a lot of you have pain when you move. So in this next clip, Alan talks to Felicia, and she has pain whenever she moves her neck. So she's going to be moving her neck while doing somatic tracking with Alan. This clip was also recorded at a training event, so there is an audience. Ooh, more cheering. We'll see. <laughs> Thank you. 
It hurts to turn your head. When I'm in the car, sometimes. Uh, just when you're in the car? Mostly, like it, it, it's, it's sore right now, actually, but the worst is when it's in the car. Okay, how long has it been hurting to turn your head for? Uh, like legit 20 years. 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Have you had any experiences in the past 20 years of turning your head without pain? Mm -hmm. You have? Okay. Mm -hmm. If you have a structural injury, if you have a broken leg, it hurts every step you take. It doesn't, you know, hurt for three blocks and then you're okay for three blocks. So the fact that sometimes you're able to turn your neck and not have pain is evidence that there's nothing structurally wrong with you. Right? right? Mm -hmm. So do you believe that your neck pain is structural or, or are you convinced that it's due to neural pathways? I feel like I'm convinced. Okay, cool. All right, I mean, I Don't am. Don't worry, I didn't stop. Yeah, yeah. Do you turn your head like the normal amount that people turn their heads? <laughs> like if we were to quantify the, the amount of times you turn your head I'd compared to the average like population? I'd probably turn it 75% of the normal person. Okay, so a little bit less, but still yeah. not dramatically. Mm -hmm. All right, I can't believe you came up with an actual... So what I want you to try is just very gently moving. Would it be okay for you to do that? Gently turning your head kind of back and forth from one side to the next like that? Mm -hmm. Okay, is it really painful? Is it a little painful? How, how painful would you say that is? Like a three. Like a three. Three or right. four. All that's happening right now is your brain is interpreting the sensation of moving your neck back and forth as dangerous. I want everyone, all of you guys, I want you guys to turn your heads 20 degrees, zero, 20 degrees. And I want you to bring your attention to the physical sensation in your neck. Do you feel it? Do you feel your, something in your neck? Of course you do, you're using neck muscles. But the sensation is neutral, right? It's not painful. So all of them are experiencing the same thing in their neck that you are. They all have sensations. The only difference is your brain is interpreting neutral sensations from this area in your body as dangerous. And how does the brain communicate danger? Pain. So Felicia, I just want you to turn your head 20 degrees, zero, 20 degrees, and feel the pain. Let the pain come. But it doesn't matter if the pain comes because we know that there's nothing wrong with your neck. We don't care about stamping the pain out. All we care about is reframing your understanding of what's actually happening. Your neck is sending the sensations to your brain and your brain is going, ah, and that's all that the pain is. But this pain is safe. As you keep going like that with your neck, it's just a nice, gentle stretch. I mean, God, you're only turning your head about 75% as often as the average person, right? So it's, you know, enjoy the fact that you're turning your neck and you're just kind of watching this pain and you don't need to run from it. You don't need to get rid of it because it doesn't matter that you have it. How are you feeling right now? I feel like I want to cry. <laughs> then, then cry. You're safe. There's nothing wrong with your neck. This is just your brain overreacting and it has perpetuated this feeling of danger, of damage.
let yourself cry. And how does it feel to turn your neck and feel the pain, but not care that you do because you know that it's safe? It's it feels good. It feels good? Empowering. How's your neck feel? It stopped hurting a little while ago. I felt like something left me. I felt the release of something. Something I've been holding on to. What? What, what have you been holding on to? Fear. 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 Yeah. There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you. And you've just proved it. Because if there was something structurally wrong with you, you wouldn't have been able to get the pain to go away just by changing your relationship with your interpretation of the sensation. And let me tell you, it's going to come back. And it's probably going to come back even more. 20 years of uh, behavior is not going to go away lightly. But bring it on. Because you know that pain doesn't mean damage anymore. And in order to get rid of chronic pain, all you have to do is change your understanding of what the actual sensation is. Does this mean there's something wrong with my neck? Does the sitting mean that there's something wrong with my back? Or is my brain simply overreacting to a perfectly neutral, perfectly safe sensation? And once you reframe it like that, the pain is no longer dangerous. And you could break 20 years worth of chronic pain once you cut off the vessel of reinforcement. Fear. And that's what you did. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, the, the crowd really did cheer at the end. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, good job. Thanks. Uh, that was a great clip. It was it was really satisfying to kind of go on that journey with Felicia and see how she was able to, at the end, let go of her fear yeah. with somatic tracking. I noticed that, especially at the beginning, you were really you were really focusing on safety and making her feel safe. And you kept saying things like you're safe and, and your pain is safe. And that's actually one of the reasons why I spent a couple of minutes at the beginning, really helping her wrap her mind around the fact that there was nothing structurally wrong with you. Because if you tell your brain, Oh, you're safe, the sensation is safe, but you don't believe it. It isn't really going to land. And right. so, you know, if you believe that there's nothing structurally wrong with you, it's easier to more authentically believe these messages of safety and it frees you up to pay attention to that sensation with a sense of effortlessness and ease. Right. And I think we saw that with her at the end where she, I mean, she even got emotional, you know, it kind of, it, it felt like she had kind of set down a burden that she'd been carrying for a long time, yeah. this burden of fear. Right. But by paying attention to her sensations through this new lens, she was, she was free. Yeah. So to all of our listeners, I just want to say, try somatic tracking on your own pain. It's all about how you pay attention. Right. You want to just describe the sensation. You're learning about it. You're just exploring it. You're really watching it with this detached sense of interest and curiosity. And assuming that you've determined that you have neuroplastic pain, then you could really emphasize that the sensation is safe. It's okay. There's no damage. And it really just kind of frees you up to authentically enjoy the show. Remember, the goal is to just get some exposure to the sensation while simultaneously being in a positive emotional state, whatever that means for you. Like 
with Felicia, we were kind of laughing at how infrequently she turns her head and she was getting exposure to the sensation while being in a positive frame of mind. Right. And remember to be patient with yourself. You know, it, it takes time to develop that positive frame of mind, especially around something as painful and emotional as, as chronic pain. Uh, but you can get there and, you know, start small, you know, don't try somatic tracking when your pain is super high. When I, when I was learning to snowboard, I started on the bunny slope. I can't believe we talked about Amber's bunny and the bunny slope in the same episode. <laughs> this episode of tell me about your pain brought to you by bunnies. <laughs> so today we talked about somatic tracking with your pain. Next episode, we're going to talk about a different way you could give your brain messages of safety to eliminate pain. Before we stop for today, we'd love it if you guys could help us out. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. The more ratings we get, the more we're able to spread the show and we're trying to reach as many chronic pain sufferers as possible. So we appreciate the help. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. We'd also like to thank our partners at Curable. Remember to check out curablegroups.com and sign up for that event on June 22nd. We'd also like to thank Kent Bassett for providing us with the clip of Felicia. He got that footage while recording a documentary on overcoming pain from a mind-body perspective. That documentary is called This Might Hurt, and you can buy it on Indiegogo.com. And finally, thanks to our amazing producer, Lori Poliski. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>